Hey, what is up, everybody? Tony and Austin here. This is the Great Girth. Austin, buddy, it's been a couple days since I've seen you. <laughs> How are you, man? Doing well. Working hard to keep busy. Fuck yeah, man. That's what's up. That's how you do it. I mean, I guess not a lot of time has really flown by, what, like two or three days? <laughs> but in those two three days, I've had a lot of time to think about the future of this show. And when you showed me the whole YouTube thing, I just was like, light bulb. <laughs> when we get the equipment, we should definitely start recording uh, audio and visual just as an idea. I mean, I don't feel like we're there yet, but, you know, I saw that and I was like, damn, might be worth looking into down the road. I kind of like the way it is right now, though. Yeah, absolutely. When we start getting to a point where we can record video and audio, that'd be great. And then even down the farther down the road and we get the money, too, we can um, we can get a little studio and we can record in that same spot, in the same studio together and do the slow climb. See, that's what I was thinking. But the only way that's going to happen is if we become millionaires or if you, the listeners, do your part. Now, how you can do that is you go to www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com. That's right. I said it. I'll say it again. You got to go to www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Check out the episodes there, especially if you want to be the first to see it. Well, hear it, I guess you could say. But that's where you can find it. That's what's going to help us climb that long-ass ladder called financial problems once we're up there boom we can have grade a quality shit to give you guys better shit <laughs> right now it's going to be mostly nonsense coming out of our damn mouths um speaking of nonsense i was um i was thinking this morning it was kind of a all right so i guess you could say it was kind of a serious thought i had um i can't remember what i was doing i was drinking coffee it was at work and i was sitting there and i was thinking you know i'm almost 30 years old and I still have not figured out if it's very like possible to fart in an envelope and then close it and see if someone else opens it, they can still smell it, like whether it be down the road or not, like a time capsule. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the brief silence there, like, are you fucking serious? No, that's not what I was thinking about at all. I was just trying to think of something stupid to say. I was actually thinking about um, a new topic we can bring to the podcast. So I know somebody in particular that's into like parkour and and all the, you know, healthy shit that very clearly I do not follow. But I was thinking it wouldn't be bad to kind of discover and maybe pick apart his brain. If that's something that you'd be interested in, we could have him on as a guest. I would have to talk to him first beforehand, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And just an yeah, idea a- for topics, you know. I'm thinking that's one. We could possibly have another person on that collects uh, weird artifacts. Shut up, Alexa. Sorry. Um, weird shit, like uh, comic books from the fucking 60s and all other types of ill shit. I don't know, just throwing some ideas out there. That way we can have more than just um, average friends. I don't really want to call them that because I feel like that's kind of fucked up, but you get my drift. Yeah, right. Something we could do. I don't know. A thought. 
Uh, I mean, at least it would kind of help us stray away from the whole just being political as much as I fucking enjoy that. <laughs> we got to get political though for a minute here. Um, what the fuck is going on with this whole vaccine thing? Because I keep seeing shit in the news about it, but I don't like following the news. So I'm not going to waste my time reading up on it. I figured you know a little more than I do. It's looking like it's really good news. We're going to get two companies that both have vaccines that they that have tested and are ready to have either peer review studies and or um, start distribution. Um, one of them is Pfizer. Um, and Pfizer has a 95.9% effective rate, which means if 10 P if, if 10 people get it, nine, if 10 people, like nine people will a hundred people, 95% or 90, if there's a hundred people tested and a hundred people get it, then 95 of them are in, will not get coronavirus, which is really great. Um, the better news is the second company that came out. They have a vaccine that they um, are claiming it hasn't been peer reviewed yet, so it needs to be go through a peer review study before it's ready for um, distribution. But right. it stands up; it's a ninety-nine point seven percent effective. Which means there's a hundred people get it, ninety nine people don't get the virus, and that one really? person to get it, it's extremely mild case. Right. So both of them are asking for permission to begin distribution. Um, Pfizer's a little bit farther down; they've had more peer reviews, um, which means other companies and other groups that do this work also have. Um, Check their fact check their work pretty much and um check their studies and approve them and it looks like they're both going to be approved at that rate and we should start seeing distribution here the next few months of a vaccine um so that that that's really good well the real question is are you going to get it? Because I'm, I'm a little worried, not going to lie. I'm a little sketched out by it. I am probably will, obviously, because I'm just not really wanting to keep put up with it. But you know what I mean? This is the, this is, um, the, this is why Pfizer kind of left. So, you know, Operation Warp Speed's the Trump camp, the Trump um, administration's whole path to get this. Pfizer actually started out in it and then found out there were a bunch of people who were like questioning getting the vaccine if Trump was involved. So they left right. so they left Operation Warp Speed. But Operation Warp Speed also gives a bunch of money to the victor, to the to the company that makes the best one the fastest. Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean so it's it's cool if it would work. So um, that's exactly why Pfizer kind of backed away so they could distance themselves from the government. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm not one of these conspiracies. Oh, they're going to put microchips in the... In the they're um, going to put 5G in your needle. 
microchips in the vaccine and uh, or the vaccine is there to kill off hundreds of thousands of people in the United States because Bill Gates wants population control or whatever. I wonder, I, though, if it'll do something wrong. Not, like, intentionally. What I mean is I want to see what happens after, like, a year if people start getting, like, fins growing out of their fucking face or something. I mean, I hope to God it works. I really do. The thing do, is, before any sometimes. of these vaccines will be... When any of these vaccines will be um, distributed, they have gone through test and test after test after test after test after human trial and study and looking. So I obviously right won't trial the first, I obviously won't be one of the first people to get it because you know I'm like a young twenty-something year old that I don't think maybe I will even get the vaccine just because someone my age. My health, the way um, my age and my health range and all that stuff, I don't really need the vaccine. I think the vaccine's right. mostly for older people or things like that. That's kind of where I'm at with it, too. Like, yeah, I'm severely overweight, but I'm technically okay, you know, if I were to get this fucking virus. Like, yeah, I got asthma, man, but I've had fucking pneumonia and all that shit and i've pretty much outlasted that i've outlasted the flu i think i'd be fine given how young and really i mean how stable i am for my age like i said i am overweight but i think i'd have a better chance than someone who's 80 years old so i'd feel much more comfortable if they got the vaccine and i didn't waste a vaccine right it's just me though i mean eventually i might i'm probably not gonna be one of the first so yeah like if they try forcing people to get it, that's kind of scary, but I don't, I don't think it's, so. a, it's a thin line. Well, they don't really force you to get the flu shot, which here's my thing. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I think the anti-vaxxers are the dumbest people in the world. Besides the flatters, there's fucking idiots. Um, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but it's definitely your right to be like, no, I don't want it. I just like, because here's my thing, man. If you don't want the flu shot, don't get the flu shot. I don't think it would be right to force you to get it. But for me to feel comfortable, if you're going to be in the same room as me, take your polio smoothie into another room. That's <laughs> just the way I see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird for me, dude. I've never been one to be like, I don't know about that. But now that they're talking about a virus or, a, sorry, a vaccine this quick, I am kind of weary of it. So I'm going to wait a little bit. Maybe not fucking years and years upon years. I was more thinking a couple months just to see what happens. I mean, who knows? Right. This thing could actually be in the answer to a lot of problems. This um, plus this, people are also a little worried because we've never made a coronavirus vaccine before. Like that is a little different, yeah. Yeah, um, like SIDS and all that stuff. We've never, or not SIDS. Um, there's a whole list of coronaviruses that have been affecting, um, like China. And other parts right. of Eastern Asia, and we've never had a, we've never a swine flu. I think was a technically a coronavirus, a novel coronavirus. I believe so. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty H- sure it was. Yeah, but um, right, things like that. We've never had a, we've never had a, um, vaccine for something like COVID. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a little bit weird. Well, it's going to be different, yeah. 
But as as far as I'm concerned, there are people that make way more money who know far more than me who are in charge of making sure that it's safe. So I'm going to trust that. Well, that and let's be honest, no person in their right mind set out to make this to destroy other people. That's a fact. The whole point of it is to cure something, not intentionally cause it. You know what I mean? Like, I could sit here and tell you that there's probably a evil scientist behind it, but I just don't believe that. Somebody somewhere had a good heart. Yes, somebody needs to tell your your crazy Uncle Terry that uh, (laughs) does not care about him. He's not cool enough for Bill Gates to care about him, and he's not going – he's not secretly plotting – to kill him and his family because he lives in Michigan, okay? No one, Bill Gates does not care about your care about you, Uncle Terry. No one does. <laughs> Thanks for you, Terry. <laughs> that shit's funny as fuck. Bill Gates is a little sketchy, but I ain't gonna lie. He's fucking phenomenal. I love the Xbox. I love Microsoft. Like, I really can't hate on, on the guy. I love everything he's fucking done. I just don't like him, but that's because he reminds me of every other motherfucker that's created something phenomenal. They're usually douchebags as people. Just my opinion. And, and the thing with Gates is it's like he I, there's a lot of people don't like him because all the stuff that happened in California. But is it really Bill Gates fault that he trusted this California state government to do to do what they said they would do? <laughs> Well, right, exactly. I mean, he's not a politician. That's what people forget. I mean, the same people that are afraid of Bill Gates are generally the same people that would praise... Uh, what the fuck's his name? Um, God damn it. Is it Gary Sinise? Or I don't know if I'm saying it. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> as much as I love him. But yeah, as much as I love that actor... The same people that are afraid of Bill Gates are over there praising him for praising Trump. He's still just an actor. He's not a politician. You get what I'm saying? Like, it is kind of like a... And do you really need to blame your problems on a fucking celebrity, a billionaire? Is it really that freaky? Because, let's be honest, at the end of the day, Bill Gates is not the one who's running the world. It's the shadow government. Terry was right about that. (laughs) The Trilateral Commission, the Rockefellers, the Central Bank. Yeah, dude, the fucking Illuminati or whatever the fuck they came up with. I got in an argument with somebody, and he told me I was CFO. He goes, uh, we were talking about something. I mean, it was, oh, we were talking about, um, we were talking about um, the, the trade war in China, and we were arguing about whether it's been a net positive or a net negative for the U.S. economy and blah, blah, blah. And I was right. arguing like it's not. It's hurting farmers and blah, blah, blah. It's hurting us more than it's helping them. And even in the short, in the short run, it looks nice. But if you, in the short, short run, it's hurtful. In the, in the short, long run, it's helpful. But in the short or but in the long, long run, it's extremely harmful. So, um. So we were arguing about that, and he goes, oh, you're just CFR Bush Trilateral Commission. You work with the Bushes, and you're all you're, you're the CFR and the Illuminati, and you only care about a one-world government. I was like, excuse me? 
Oh, like, what it sounds like, those Democrats are the ones that want the one world government. Just I saying. Like, I was like, bro, if I was CFR, you think I'd be driving a 2003 Ford F-150? <laughs> well, right. Like, what the fuck? I've had people call me racist and Nazi and all this dumb shit. But it's just because of how I'm like, eh, I think you're wrong. And then they get mad. They're like, oh, you're one of those. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? One of those. I'm not a conspiracy let, theorist. I just want to let everybody know that freaking lot that listens to this. I hate Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> Pretty much me too. I voted. I voted Republican for the first time in my life this year, but I'm really not Republican. I get accused of being Republican. I'm like, no, I'm just conservative, but I'm kind of in the middle with a lot of shit. But in terms of my view, I would be accused of being a far right winger. I am a reg- I, I am a registered card carrying Republican. Right, I have been since I was in middle school. But old kooky white Republicans piss me off. <laughs> oh no, old and kooky, huh? <laughs> Those Clint Eastwood, Grand Torino motherfuckers. <laughs> Those pull a those pull a goddamn freaking chair out from behind the stage and sit in the middle and scream at it like it's Obama kooky white Republicans. Oh yeah, I forgot. You're the same person that doesn't like boomers. It's like, <laughs> hey, yo, Uncle Terry. Okay, listen to me real quick, Uncle Crazy Uncle Terry. Hey. People are too oh. stupid. See, there's this th- there's this thing that people have. It's called the the stupid. I, I call people call it the um, house of cards effect. Right. You mentioned this before a little bit, but go go into it. I forgot. People sit and watch the house of cards, and they think that oh, all these politicians are so smart. And they're always scheming and conniving, and they've all got 300-step plans, and they're all playing 3D chess, and everything they do, everything <laughs> secretly manipulated, and take into account people. I'm telling you, these politicians are just as stupid as you are, and about <laughs> out of ten, they're stupider oh than you because they got involved in it. A little bit, yeah. I would agree with that. Because I used to be one of those people that I was like, oh, it's that government. They run everything. I'm like, well, to a certain degree. The fact of the matter is it's not like we think it is. We have way too much movies and fucking books and comics and music and whatever. You name it. We have way too much shit that tries to make us think one way about another. That's just ultimately what it is. It's like there there are four kind of people... There are four kind of um, people when it comes to Trump. There are, and three of them, and two of them are idiots. Two of them are common sense. Common sense. Hold on, you cut out. Say it again. I said there are four kinds of people when it comes to Donald Trump. Two of them are absolute complete idiots, and two of them are sensible, reasonable people. So you have on the far left, you have the crazy, stupid idiot person. Who thinks Donald Trump is an evil genius who is systematically undermining every piece of our democracy and every tweet he says is secretly is secretly put together so it will so it will um, so it will perfectly 
um, lead to the ends that he wants, and everything he does is secretly evil. And when he's when he's speaking about something, he says something stupid. It's not that he says something stupid; it's that he said something deeply evil. That's super smart and calculating to make sure those people are stupid. They're dumb. They're retarded. They shouldn't talk about politics. Right. Those are the same people that are high school art teachers with fucking signs on their lawn that says, in this house, we believe Black Lives Matter and all that other virtue signaling bullshit. But keep going. Yeah. And they also work for CNN and MSNBC as anchors. Well, more than likely, yeah. Those are the only idiots that talk like that that are on a public platform, or a platform, I should say. Just as stupid and dumb and naive as those people are the people who think the exact opposite, that everything Trump says is smart. And even when he says something that's objectively stupid, he knew it would sound <laughs> So that these people would say this, so that these people would say that, so he could say this. It's the underwater 3D basket weaving upside down 3D chess. And they think that Trump's just <laughs> everything Trump does is with a deep, dark plan in order to forward the populist agenda. And, and those people are just as stupid as the far left retards who think that everything he does is smart. Because news for you, Trump's not an overtly smart individual. Yeah, he's a fucking celebrity. He has a lot of really good tendencies. He hires people really well. He listens to team. He he um he's a leader. He helps motivate and organize teams. Well, he's a smart businessman. But he's not what they say about him. But he's not this ultra genius political sa- ultra savvy guy who who is whether you like him or not. He's not the guy who sits in the back corner and plans out every move before he does it and then does it and it comes out exactly like he wants it. It's usually he wakes up at – he's got a press conference at 8.15 he, or at 8.30. He wakes up at 8 o'clock, does his hair, throws a suit on, throws some deodorant on, walks out, says whatever the hell he wants to and goes back inside. Right. Well, yeah, no, he's a regular person. People forget that he's just a regular person. He does not have the smarts or the genius of Albert Einstein. Nor does he have the power to unlock that side of a genius in his brain, if there ever were, to be fucking at the height of Hitler, dude. It's the same person, just like that dumb bitch AOC. They're people. (laughs) And then for Republicans and Democrats, it's the same thing with Obama, okay? Maybe it was a little bit more thought out. It was a bit more polished. Barack Obama probably was a bit smarter than Trump is, especially when it comes to political and um, like brand, oh, not, yeah. not necessarily branding, but um, he definitely knew how to piss people off a whole lot better. But like, these Republicans are like, oh, um, Barack Obama said this. Had these three words in <laughs> these three words in this speech. The three words in these, it was those same three words in four different speeches. And you take the first name of the title of all five speeches, and what does it say? It says USA is dumb. Oh, Obama thinks the United States. Is dumb. <laughs> Here's like, my thing. <laughs> I didn't. I never liked Obama. I never did. 
I voted for him, and I regret it, and I still think he was one of the worst presidents we ever had, but I'm not that person that's like, let's see the birth certificate. Dude, come <laughs> on. Like, that was so stupid. Come on. There are people out there that actually wanted to see that shit. Who gives a fuck? Or is that freaking video, or is that video of Obama stepping off a plane in um, Saudi Arabia, and freaking right. um, Michelle comes out, and she's got a she got a headdress on. She's got a uh, like a little burqa on, and the whole right loses her mind. <laughs> Muslim. She wore a she she wore a burqa. She's a Muslim. And then you just <laughs> and you look at like Nancy Reagan and Barbara and all like all these first ladies who went to Saudi Arabia who also wore the burqa because it's like what well, you do. Custom there. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Mary? But the everybody's screaming, "Oh, she's a Muslim because <laughs> she wore a bro." But Reagan, his wife, first lady, she could get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that out there. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay, no, no, hold on. Before I interrupt you, there's two other types of Trump people. Like sixty-nine years old. <laughs> I was talking about back then. <laughs> I was sitting here. I was sitting here like, oh my, Tony, you'd blow Nancy Reagan's freaking hip out. <laughs> oh, she Tony, back to Silver Rakers, dude. <laughs> Should be screaming. Oh, what but fucking anyway, there's four types of. Uh, you got to keep going. You have two more. There's two more. We got to hear it. Uh, the other two are the smart, sensible individuals. There are. The people who think that that Trump's tax policy and his foreign policy and stuff are in net negative and bad for the country, and he's a he's a a generically a generic person who's not super smart who has bad who has bad principles or doesn't have, or either has bad principles or doesn't have any, and his policy is bad and therefore they don't vote for him they don't like him. I respect that. Okay. If a Democrat comes to me and says, I get it. He's kind of dumb. He speaks a bunch of crap. I think his tax policy is bad. I'll, I'll argue with them. I'll tell them they're wrong, but I'll respect it. <laughs> Leave it to Austin. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> oh, man. What a shitty job, though. I don't know if I could do it. I don't even know how you do it. I mean, I respect you for doing it, but I don't know how the fuck you do it. It's a lot of fun sometimes. When, well, yeah, when, you're, sure. when you're not doing paperwork, it's a lot of fun. Well, there's probably a lot of interesting stories, too. I mean, we've all worked jobs that whether we liked them or not, there are interesting stories. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even tell you. But yeah, but yeah, it's and the other the fourth group is the opposite of that, where they they agree like, hey, Trump's not super smart or he is he's smarter than People like to lead on to, but he's kind of like brash and kind of bulwarky. He's not super great, but he is a bulwark against radical leftism, and he's got some good policies, and so I support him because of that. Those are the four people when it comes to Trump, and it was the exact same thing, the exact same way it came to Obama. It, it was Obama. And hmm. I think majority of, I think the far majority of the people are in those latter two camps. They just get drowned out by the absolute retarded Karens and Uncle Terry's and 
Joe DiMaggio. I cannot believe I just heard you use the word Karen. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck is a Karen? I get so confused by that. So I'm assuming it's supposed to be a 40-year-old, newly divorced, blonde-haired, short-cut woman, correct? No, so a Karen can be any race, okay? A Karen could right, be white. I was told it was just a white and woman, a, but that was black nah, people told me that. Not, 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 <laughs> Karens can be any race, even though a, major, a very large, vast majority of Karens are white. Jesus. And it's, just, <laughs> it's generally entitled middle-aged women. Oh, yes, we know those ones. You know the kids' bop lady? Yes, that was that up. Guys, my kids can't hear me. They're listening to kids' pop. Oh, no. <laughs> my kids don't listen to T Pain. They listen to the kids' pop version. <laughs> Pancakes That's and waffles. Pancakes and waffles. Or waffles oh, and. That's what WAP stands for pancakes and waffles. Pancakes and waffles. That is hilarious. There's some waffles in this house. <laughs> Dude, we got to change the subject on this one. So, speaking of WAP, I, I looked further into that fucking TikTok he sent me, Dick Down in Dallas. Bro, oh, yeah. I am looking forward to the release of that song. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard like the full version yet. He's saying bits. Uh, Trey Lewis is his name. He's saying bits and pieces of it, like of him going out in public and asking people if he can play it for him. And you know, you get more of the lyrics. And I'm like, dude, I can jam to this. I don't even like country music. This is a badass song. <laughs> December first. <laughs> dude, it was funny as shit. I was like, is this a real fucking song? Oh yeah. Man. And when it first started, I was like, oh, hold on, some steel, some mandolin. Hold on, this is going to be a good song. And it started, I was like, oh, this is not. You're like, this is a comedy. What is this shit? (laughs) Damn, they're really out here making better music than Luke Bryan and a comedy group. A comedy group is making better music than Luke Bryan. That's crazy. Right. Oh, yeah, dude, it's very fair to say. Like, here's the thing as funny as the song was. It's definitely pretty good. I think that song is actually going to end up being what puts this guy on the fucking map, which is kind of <laughs> sad. If you ask me, it's a little sad. That's good for him, but I don't want to be known as the guy that wrote the Dick Down in Dallas song or became famous because of it, I should say. <laughs> so, Wop. There are but, so many like that that just, it would suck to be like that guy. Like the person who did um, the. Oh, what song is it? The Electric Slide? Oh my god, I know. I would fucking kill myself. He talks about Swear how he's a guy because he can't do anything else. <laughs> Think about how what's-his-name Urkel feels. <laughs> he's famous for being Urkel. Oh, that would blow. But, hey, you know, I mean, if you can get rich somehow... Way and that's the way. I mean, fine. I mean, you know, more power to you. I would just prefer not to be famous for writing a funny ass country song or playing a goofy ass character on a TV show. But it's like, like some of those people, like they make they make one good song and it gets popular, and they're screwed forever. Oh, yeah, whether they continue their career or not, that's what they're going to be known as. 
I mean, the good news is you'll be popular on Facebook and Twitter. The bad news is you will be popular on Facebook and Twitter. That's something we got to do. That we got to get famous on both. <laughs> I mean, I think I remember seeing something about like thin, when Thin Lizzy wrote had the boys are back in town. It was all they're popular for, and like every show they went to, they try to play their new music and they would boo and they'd be like, "No, play, play that song," and then had to play that song. <laughs> that would fucking suck. They're like, boys are back in town. That's it, dude. Oh, my God, no. I couldn't do I Here's the thing, dude. It takes a lot to write music and to play a fucking instrument. It really is hard. And becoming well-known for it or even famous is like fucking hitting the jackpot. I think if you make one good song, you're pretty much good to go. But it, it really would suck if you if you tried making more, but you're only known for that one fucking song. And that's all you can do. Yeah, there's like all kinds of people who are all like there's a bunch of people online, they're like just they're all just pissed off because like, ah, uh, oh yeah, um Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus, they talked about it. <laughs> Teenage Dirtbag. How they're like, we're always the teenage dirtbag group. It doesn't matter what music we put out. We can't do anything in uh, anything live other than teenage dirtbag. He said we can't do anything else. That's why they broke up. Oh, fuck. You know, that got me thinking now that you mentioned it. It was only a matter of time before, um, what's that fucking boy band? Um, damn it. I'm trying to remember the name, and now I'm fucking stumbled on it. Fuck. They were from Britain. It was a total teenage... Nah, not those fuckers. Um, <laughs> there, it was a boy band like that broke up a couple of years ago. They were fucking super popular. Uh, I think there was four of them. One of them was named Zane. What the, how come I can't remember the fucking name of this? Zane. Yeah. One Direction, that was the one, yeah. They went One Direction. That was down, because here's the thing, dude. They were only good as teenage boy band group. That would have scared me right away, like, holy shit, dude, I'm going to end up being a heroin addict, or I'm just not going to have a fucking future, because this is all I can do. I'm a freaking... Um, was Harry Styles? Yeah. Yeah, freaking Harry Styles done turned around and made himself a pretty nice solo career. Really? I mean, I'm probably not going to check it out, but... <laughs> I, think he's got a, I think he's got a couple number ones. Huh. Well, damn, I got to retract that statement then. <laughs> I mean, you can make it work. Look at Justin Bieber. He made it work. I'm not a fan of the guy, but... I think everybody sucks. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. A lot of them suck anyway. That's just new music. I don't like new music at all. You can call me a hater. I do not like new music. Now, Eminem? Yes. Because he still does new music, but I grew up listening to Eminem, so that's different. You were saying? Yeah, he... Does he have any? <laughs> Hold on, say it again. You just like cut out again. I'm I'm just chugging to see if he has any Grammys. 
Oh, he probably does because make no mistake about it. Yes. If you can do a band called One D, you probably won some Grammys. He's been nominated four times, but he hasn't won yet. Holy shit! Sorry. But he's been Billboard Top 100 twice. Or top 10 twice. Top 100 four times. God damn. Yes. Hold on just for... Okay, so he's you doing something. That... He does that... He has that song freaking like... I think it's that Watermelon um, High song. Uh, I've never heard of it. You're going to have to send me the link so I can't hear it. Just so I can roast the fuck out of it. Just roast it? Yeah, I just want to roast the shit out of it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this is great and all, but fuck this guy. <laughs> there's a, there's a bunch of... Oh, wait. That's Harry... Or am I talking about Nick Jonas? Hold on. I got my boy band mixed up. I think you're talking about Nick Jonas. My wife knows a lot about that fucking idiot. And I can tell you right now, he is definitely like the only... One that anybody cares about out of all of them. Well, today, music-wise. I don't know. Sorry, I thought you disappeared for a minute. I was like, what the fuck? No, don't leave me. (laughs) Nick Jonas' YouTube channel. He basically got million-plus song views. Nick Jonas is on the place. Like he's cool or something. I know he did a song. That's like 50 million. That's like 20 million, 10 million. Yeah, so maybe I am thinking about Nick Jonas. It could be a. Jumanji with Jack Black and The Rock. Yeah, I remember that. It was the sequel, um, Welcome to the Jungle or whatever, yeah. Pretty sure you just said that. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't a bad movie. It was all right. I don't, did you see it? Oh, yeah, I did. It was okay. I mean, I enjoyed it because it was its own movie. I love that they didn't rely on making it a direct sequel to the first one. Oh, uh, I was freaking... Oh, so I think to, cha- to slightly change subjects... I think we do yeah, need for a uh, summer series and the retirement of the greatest wrestler of all time. Wait a minute, hold on, say it again. Your mic keeps or your connection keeps cutting you out. What was that? We need to talk about summer series and the retirement of the greatest wrestler of all time. Dude, I would love to. My thing is, I know you're not big on wrestling, so I try to stay away from it, but bro, I could talk fucking for hours about wrestling. Especially that, dude. On the inside, I did cry a little bit. I was like, fuck, man. Did you watch it? Like, Did you see his little farewell speech? So I, I didn't buy it. I, I, I don't, I, and I don't have cable or anything like that. So I ended up watching it. I ended up watching his speech and everything afterward um, on YouTube. Right, yeah, that's what I meant, because that was, like, the part everyone was waiting for, and it was actually long as shit. The one on YouTube I saw was, like, five minutes, but, dude, that whole farewell was, like, 10, 12 minutes, and the saddest part, man, that got me is they did a really terrible CGI 
um, cut of Paul Bearer. And if anyone, any of you know who Undertaker is, you probably know who Paul Bearer is. For those that don't, well, you should have fucking paid attention. But anyway, go ahead. No, I was just laughing. Well, like, dude, for real, because they it was a terrible CGI image, but you see it, and I was like, oh, man. And, you know, Chanel was with me. She's like, huh? And I was, like, explaining to her who Paul Bearer was. I'm like, yeah, he's been dead forever. But when I saw that, dude, like, my fucking, I almost cried because, like, that fucking sucks. And yeah, then he did a speech, and I was like, man, the hardest thing about this is the fact that I grew up watching him. My stepdad pretty much got into watching him. That's what got him into wrestling. Like, he's been around forever. So we definitely got to do either an episode or maybe part of an episode where we talk about him for sure, man. There's so much that I could talk about when it comes to him. 30 fucking years. I don't know. I don't know a lot about wrestling because I stopped watching when I was in like eighth grade. Right. But I know the undertaker. I know. And he's, I, I think everybody talks to me about wrestling. It's the, like the guy I know and the guy I could talk about and, because he's the, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Oh, I don't, I, dude, I don't, we should. So the other night I went on a deep dive, dude. I'm just watching old, um, <laughs> Undertaker matches, and oh, I, yeah. come, I come along this thing where The Rock and The Undertaker were tag team champions. <laughs> right, dude, isn't that fucking weird? The decisions oh, they like, made at that time were definitely different. <laughs> like, excuse me, uh, and and freaking watching The Rock talk smack about um talk smack about The Undertaker and the scene because. The Undertaker from Monday <laughs> is dark black robes, the big black hat, the long hair, the glazed over eyes. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. My, mine was definitely the one where The Rock was talking shit about him. Undertaker with his Mickey Mouse tattoos and his 33-pound head. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah, so, dude. Undertaker come out in a like a black robe and purple gloves and a purple mask. Oh, I, I know was, that is weird. I was thrown all the way off. <laughs> oh, dude, the very first like his very first fucking appearance, it's like the cheesiest shit I've ever seen in my life. So he was terrifying even up to that point because nobody had ever seen a character like him before. I mean, you could see him striking fear in all them 80s kids hearts. But anyway, He's walking down, and you're like, that has got to be the shittiest outfit I've ever seen. That is not The Undertaker. And it is. It's just, it's the early, like, dude, Undertaker debuted in, um, I know it's like, it's 91 or 92, I think. I'm pretty sure it was one of those two, but that's as old as me. Like, holy fuck. And he was wrestling before that. That was just his debut in uh, WWE. Well, then WWF, but that's how fucking old he is. It's crazy. Like there are literally matches with him wrestling Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart. I forgot he was even in that era. That is so crazy to me, but yeah, dude, I would love to do a full episode or like I said, even a half where we could discuss him and his matches. And I'm telling you right now, bro, WWE uh, network, they have a free version app where you can actually watch a lot of like the matches that they posted on their 30 days of the dead man series. So a lot of it's like his classic matches, but it's all free. It's the free version. 
And, dude, some of them are badass matches. I'm talking, like, the very first Hell in a Cell between him and Shawn Michaels. That was probably – that's up there as one of the greatest freaking matches of all time. But, yeah, definitely look into it. And then, dude, I would love to sit down and talk about this, especially with – um, I was thinking – we could have a guest in on it. It could be Kat again if you wanted. I mean, she used to be a wrestler. Or right. my stepdad, I'm pretty sure he'd be down to do it because uh, that guy, he used to bleed wrestling. That was his shit. You know, so I mean, I would love to have a uh, former professional wrestler in, in on it with us because it, it hits more at home, I think, with, you know, with that. But I would love to fucking have that, man. I think we. Should do that. Because even I'm watching, even I'm watching what little parts that I watched, I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot about this!" And then freaking watching the old cage match with him and Mark Henry. Oh yeah, man, he was a big boy. (laughs) Dude, talking about about, um, how he and Batista's all stuff, and Batista's talk about like how much he. like looked up to him and talked about like the first time he had to wrestle him, he was so scared because he's never met someone. He had never wrestled someone who had more, who he admired as much as he did. And he's, he's like, I got into wrestling because of him. And he said, when he first rode in on that motorcycle, um, when I was, when I was younger, and I watched it. I just, and he's like, and then I finally wrestled him. I got, and I got my first match against him. And he said, the second the freaking smoke hit the, the, um, Smoke hit the ground and the bell rung. He said, I almost broke into tears standing in the ring, just trying to hold it together. The fact that I'm about to, I'm about to um, wrestle my hero. I was like, oh, God, you stop that right now, Batista, before you make everybody else cry. <laughs> Dude, that's how I felt listening to, um, what's his name, uh, Seth Rollins talk about wrestling him. Because, uh, or not Seth Rollins, what the fuck am I thinking? Um, Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns was talking about how they told him he was going to wrestle him at WrestleMania. And that was originally supposed to be The Undertaker's last match. But it was so fucking bad it ended up not being his last match. But Roman Reigns is sitting there talking about how he was literally about to wrestle the person that was his hero. The person that was the reason he wanted to get into wrestling. And I'm like, bro, that hits home right there. That's the boyhood dream. And that's that's also kind of embarrassing considering your uncle's like... <laughs> no shit, dude. That's the weirdest part to me. What a weird. So that whole, it's really, it's funny because Rikishi was there, and that is Roman Reigns' um cousins Jay and oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. The Usos. Rikishi is their fucking dad. That's how old Rikishi is. God, that's so crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember. Um, just sitting around, I completely forgot what was going on, and then something popped up on Twitter, and it was like, uh, it's one of the guys I follow on Twitter, and he was like, oh my god, oh my god, it's over, it's over. Dude, it was, it was really fucking, te- it was hard not to drop a tear, I will say that right now. And he was like, I'm crying, and screw you if you're not crying too. And then you post, I was like, no more The Undertaker, dot, dot, dot. I was like, wait. Wait, I forgot this was happening. I went on YouTube, I was watching all kinds of stuff. Like, oh my god. Dude, his speech really like got me though. I was like, oh fuck, man. I thought I'd never hear this. I don't want to hear it either. Like, here's my thing, man. I don't know if I asked you, but did you ever watch his uh, documentary 
The last ride? No, I've been waiting. Oh, dude. I gotta give you my WWE net, uh, network info so you can watch this shit. It is so good, but it is really hard not to cry because everything you knew about him changes. It's all Mark Calloway, the wrestler. It's or the person, it's all Mark Calloway being himself and not Undertaker. As he explains Undertaker to everybody, like it's the first time we see him break character, and that is so hard to sit through. It's heartbreaking. You're like, dude, no way. You're done wrestling? Like, that's it? Because he announced it on that fucking um, documentary. Right at the very end, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to cry. And then he did this shit, and I was like, oh, God, man. Oof. It was rough. It was one of the hardest things I had to sit through, and truthfully it was about as hard if not harder than when i was a kid and i found out that eddie guerrero died fuck that sucked there stone cold has that um show oh yeah broken sessions love that yeah um did you see when he had the undertaker on they were talking about um all his hit all his um they're talking about the match with mankind his Hell in the Cell match and man, he's, um, oh, played. dude, that's such a good match. No, um, I actually didn't. I've watched like I, I started, but then I fell asleep because it was that same night. It was on after Survivor Series. Dude, it's crazy. They're talking about how they both climbed up onto the top of the cell, and um, Stone Cold's like, "This is scary" because you can see he and he points out he's like, "Look, you can see all the metal starting to bend and creak." He goes, "Yeah, but what you can't see or hear." Are the little metal rivets that are holding the um, whole cage together shooting Ooh. off at us as we're climbing on the top? Oh yeah, and hell he, no! That's when it's time to quit. <laughs> and, he, and he said, "Yeah, both he and I were like, we're we're just waiting for this whole cage to come cl- collapse underneath us, and both of us fall all the way down." And he said, "We get to the edge because there's a he throws." Um, Mankind off the freaking top of the cage. Oh, yeah, dude. He lands on the fucking announcer's table. Man, that shit was freaking first time we ever saw that. It was crazy. And 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 the entertainer goes, I didn't – We that wasn't supposed to happen. And Stone Cold was, what? He goes, yeah, it wasn't supposed to happen. He wasn't supposed to fall from that high. He said and, – and he said it was the first time I've ever had an out-of-body experience. He said, like, the second it started happening, he started to fall. He said, I could see myself. I could see him starting to fall, and he goes, and I just stood there, and it felt like a whole minute he was in the air, and just floating there in the air, and then when he crashed into the ground, he said everything came rushing back, and he said I almost passed out right there, and almost fell down on top of him. (laughs) That part is crazy, and then right after, when they go up to the top, and he fucking breaks through and falls and lands in the ring, like... I don't want to spoil it for you, but the last ride, they actually touch on this. Um, Vince McMahon is in it, and basically he says that at one point he approached McFoley and Mankind, and he was like, are you okay? I appreciate you going out of your way for this company, but don't ever do that again. Like They were all concerned because, dude, it looked like he was dead, or like he was definitely going to die. I hate saying it like that, but... That right. is a wild fucking match, man. That's that is a match I can go back and watch. Any Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker is usually pretty damn good. The only one I don't care for is uh, I don't remember the actual pay per view, but it's early two thousands. It's the first match between Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. I don't give a fuck about that one because it's just so boring. 
but they make up for it in a later pay-per-view. Uh, same same two guys. It's actually a whole lot better, but man, when it comes to Undertaker, any fucking match is good, but especially Hell in a Cell, or even better, man, the Buried Alive matches, the casket matches, those were the coolest, those were the matches that defined Undertaker. Yeah, was, um, I think what got me the most... Um, Everybody's talking, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, but then seeing, like, Vince McMahon, who's supposed to be, like, this stone wall evil villain, yeah, and he's, like, about to drop tears. And trying to announce that he's shaking because he's trying to maintain that, like, emotionally, like, just that that little shake, and then he kind of sniffs his nose real quick and then gets back into character. I was like, oh, God, it's oh, real. It was hard to sit through, man. It really was. And before that, they had like a bunch of his old co-workers like triple h and rick flair sean michaels all of them came out yeah to do that. that yeah and that shit was hard i was like oh fuck here comes the legends okay well, <laughs> took me out of this okay there is someone i cannot stand who is it greg hardy i cannot stand greg hardy and like <laughs> why Everybody's being all respectful. Even Kane comes out, and Kane's kind of got that look on his face, but he, like, he saunters up and stands there, and everybody's kind of like pumping their fist and waving high. Greg Hardy yeah. comes out, freaking fake man, a fake black and white man, and he's like jumping, and he's like swinging his arms around like he's entering a match. Like, calm the hell down, Greg Hardy. Not everything has to be about you, you freaking psychopath. Wait a minute, are you talking about Jeff Hardy? Yes, Jeff Hardy. That's Sorry, that's right. I thought that's what you said, but you kept saying Greg, and I was like, Greg, who? <laughs> dude, I love Jeff Hardy. Well, okay, actually, dude, I think Matt's better. Dude, Jeff Hardy is a forty-year-old man who dresses like he wish, who's dressing like he wishes he was seventeen in high school again. Oh, he's yeah, like, a, yeah, he's still trying to be the same character, basically. Yeah, it pisses me off. <laughs> like oh, I just. Shit. Hey, wait a minute. Go ahead, sorry. I have a base hate for Mark Henry just because when I was a kid, Mark Henry was like this the the bad guy that that no one liked and he always picked he always he always picked on Undertaker and he and he and he did that one that he and Big Show are the only guys that I remember from my childhood actually hating because Big Show took that freaking took um Hornswoggle and um Oh, what's whoever Hornswoggle's friend was? Um, goddamn, the fat, um, blonde Irish guy. Right, Boys, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember what his name is. Fit Finley. Um, and Big Show took Fit Finley's freaking um shillelagh and like broke all his ribs with it. Oh shit! And like did I it like. That three or four times over the course of like um, two months. Right. And I was so off at Big Show from that that I still have a weird distaste and dislike for the Big Show and Mark Henry because of all the fights Mark Henry and The Undertaker used to get into. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, Mark Henry just, is a different kind of person. He's weird, I will say that. I never really could get into him. Uh, so I just have a, a weird dislike and hate for those two men. But I have a deep-seated, vitriolic, um, deep, hot, burning hate 
for Jeff Hardy because I don't know why. Just he pisses me off every time I see him. He pisses me off. <laughs> His music hits in Austin's like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or or um, who won the freaking like Royal Rumble style thingy majigger they did where Rey Mysterio's kid clearly won. But the Miz, oh, oh, the Miz. The Miz. I, I don't like the Miz either. Uh, See, the fact that the I Miz got like off his character. The fact that the Miz got off on some crappy technicality, and and Rey Mysterio's kid straight just won that thing, and they let him off on a technicality pisses me off. Here's my thing with it: I don't like the Miz just because his character's a douchebag, which means he's a good wrestler, but. I don't like his character. I never really have. I like him as a person, though. I love his show. I can't stand his character or his fucking buddy, John Morrison. But here, when it comes to Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio's son, I get irritated because that's all he is. He needs to break away from being Rey Mysterio's son if he wants to succeed. And that's what pisses me off is this was his op because his dad got knocked out like the second person. He just he got freaking knocked out so soon. Oh yeah, that, dude, Ray Mysterio gets manhandled. He's almost like the butt end of the joke now. So like this hit him actually winning the whole thing would have been like, yeah, there's the like passing of the torch kind of thing, right? Like, okay, now this guy can be legit. But some right. as the Miz gets off on some crappy technicality and doesn't even and he can't even Mysterio can't even put up a fight because he just walks in and touches the back of his head. He does a front flip off the uh, <laughs> Thing and I'm like, bro, what the freaking hell? This is why I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> well, the storylines are interesting, but they do make some questionable decisions. Like the writing is nowhere near as good as it used to be during the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era, which technically that's your and I era. But I I grew up a little bit towards the Attitude side, but I also grew up around the time of John Cena and all that. And that's when the writing was much better. Now it's like. I don't know who the fuck they have writing them shows. They gotta change it up. They've gotta make it different because it's way too predictable. I stopped watching once John Cena started to get really, 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 really popular. Well, I liked him. I was definitely drinking the John Cena Kool-Aid, but two years after that, I was fucking sick of it, man. He had that title. I swear to God, it had to be like two years straight. Like he lost it for three weeks, and then Edge, you know. Basically, Edge beat him for it. He cashed in his money in the bank. John Cena does not have a title for like three fucking weeks. He wins it back at Royal Rumble 2000-whatever. And again, we're going on like two fucking years. I'm like, dude, it gets old after a while. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's not Bret Hart. He's not fucking, what the hell is his name? I love the guy. Uh, Randy Savage. He's not these legends. He's not The Rock. He does have not, he has no right to hold that title for that long. It's very and, different. And the worst thing about him, those camo cargo shorts. <laughs> he did. All right. So his his clothing was questionable, especially after the fact that they decided to start going PG and he became a babyface as a champion. And they told him, you need to kind of do away with the rapper persona. And then he completely quit that. I thought he was better when he was the wannabe fucking dumb rapper he was funnier he was just more interesting i did i he i remember like the first match i saw him he was wrestling somebody i don't remember and he came out in those freaking um 
camo cargo shorts. <laughs> he comes walking out in those. He had that big gold chain on. Right, yeah. He got that for him. My, my like seventh grader brain goes, why does this guy want to be Eminem so bad? <laughs> this guy want to be Eminem. <laughs> and I just was like, I gotta go play, I gotta go play Dreamcast and turned it off. <laughs> Dude, Dreamcast was the shit. Well, hey man, as much as I'm enjoying this conversation, let's save it for that episode of The Undertaker, because we can definitely talk a lot about wrestling, especially The Undertaker. And I was thinking since you brought it up, we should schedule that soon. Um do you wanna shoot for doing that on Saturday or next Saturday or when would you like to decide yeah, if, we get, or, if, we, if we get a chance to do it this Saturday that'd be cool if you want to save it till next Saturday when we'll be imp- we'll, we'll, where we will be together right, maybe talk right. to, maybe talk to your stepdad or whoever we decide and see when they're available and we can do it when they're available that would be perfect yeah because I'd like to get them in on it just being that they're Players of the game at one point, they would definitely know a thing or two. <laughs> but otherwise, um, thank you guys for listening. We do apologize in advance for this being a short episode. As I've said in the past, the uh, weekly, the Wednesday episode, is going to be a really <laughs> short one in general just because of the fact that Austin and I both have really tedious schedules. So the weekends are just easier for us to do unlimited. But unfortunately, the week episode has to be about an hour, an hour and a half. Somewhere around there, but I'd like to keep all the juicy shit for the unlimited time frame that we get on the Sunday episode. So until then, guys, check out www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook. We have a parlor now as well. We're also going to be on YouTube. More to come. Um, Austin, do you have anything you want to add to this? Um, I think that our weekly episodes are going to be more where we're going to keep like updates about like what's going on in the world. And we're going to try to keep the more uh, our sometimes we, we go into political stuff and we talk about current events and news events. We'll try to keep them here so that the people that want to hear those can go to those um, can go to those um, in that area. And then those that don't want that as much can stick with Saturdays. And try to keep Saturday a pretty more a, a lot more fun and less depressing. That's what I was thinking too. I was thinking that our week episode could be more just about updates with the podcast and social media, and a little more about um you know politics and kind of the serious stuff. Whereas weekends would definitely be yeah more fun, more controversial but humorous topics. Because last week definitely controversial. <laughs> update sugar has not emailed us yet but we're waiting sugar. for it <laughs> <laughs> Those are horrible. From south florida has not emailed yet but when we get an email from sugar from south florida we'll be sure to let you know <laughs> in the meantime guys stay healthy stay happy we will see you uh next episode will be released sunday morning as usual um until then Austin, my good man, take it easy. Adios.